Welcome to Jeff and Phil Originals, a podcast series hosted by Jeff Seabach and Phil Sexton, Realty One's number one realty group. I'm going to ask something similar, so I'm going to ask yours first. When discussing a price reduction with a seller, what dollar amount should you target in reduction? I.e., home is priced 20k high. What's your rule of thumb? Three to five percent. So I depend, the rule of thumb is three to 5% for a price reduction to get enough impact. Now, the things that you have to consider is that you have to know the volume of traffic for a particular price range of house. Meaning that when we list a house, then Chandler now at 250, we're gonna have 50, to 100 people show up the first month, okay? Right, roughly. I mean, 50 the first week, okay? So the way that you um, tell for a price reduction is you first have to know, okay, if you're gonna list a house in North Scottsdale and it's gonna be north of Dynamite and it's gonna be east of Scottsdale Road, that that volume of traffic in the first month is gonna be, like roughly we can get 30 to 50 people through the house in the month, but, and I know that the realtor traffic it roughly is going to be between 8 and 12 showings over a month if the house is reasonably upgraded. But you have to know that first, Gilbert, because if the house is getting lots of traffic and no second, you know, that is that is in the range of what it should be. Because if the house is $3 million and it's in North Scottsdale and it's two levels and you get two people, that traffic's good. Right. Right? Like you have to understand where the traffic is for those that's why we need local expertise the whole idea behind that because if you get you know um, lots of traffic but no second showings usually is what you can tell so if there's second showings then maybe it's only 2% or 3% so it's not based on a number but it's based on a percentage but if there's no second showings then you're like maybe it has to be 5% or if you because the other thing that plays into this is the days on market so If the house has not had a reduction in over a hundred days, the number changes and it might need to be larger because the longer it's on the market, the lower, the, the, the more variance that the buyers will consider in their offer price. Meaning that if it's been on days, if if it's priced at 600,000 and it's been on the market for a hundred days, you may need to go five to 7% because you haven't seen you I mean you've you've missed all the good traffic i mean the uh, last week didn't i show that pattern traffic pattern a couple weeks ago two weeks yeah. ago yeah check back watch old videos yeah that traffic patterns meaning that if you've wasted all the good days at a price now you can't just go three to five percent you may have to go uh and it doesn't matter what the agent thinks it's based on the actual traffic patterns for and then also understanding the you know the functional obsolescence items leading into these questions right? wow yes yeah. well done denise thank you what are other examples of functional obsolescence i got one of my favorites you got a favorite i do just because it was at the house that we that we lost and it was an mm-hmm. eye opener on how much that mattered and that was the short backyard oh which one do we lose? There was lots of re- there was actually quite a bit of functional obsolescence at this house over in Arroyo Canyon, but we had the short backyard and we had the no view of the play area from the kitchen. Oh, right. right. So the two that he mentioned was 
Now, the house was a five bedroom, three and a half bath on an acre lot in walking distance to an elementary school. So I'm gonna go with, because it's understanding who your target buyer is on what the functional obsolescence is. And when you, they wanted a view lot, which makes it generally worth more because you have a view lot, but the, actually, and it was a two car garage when we showed up. It's true. It was a two car garage and a five bedroom house at one two with a short backyard, meaning that- Functional obsolescence all over the place. Right, when you walk out, you're almost tripping into the pool, is the feeling. And there's also, there was steps down to the pool in addition when to- When you slide by all the stuff in the two car garage that you can't park in. Yeah. You know you got functional obsolescence, right? Meaning that, no, not if you're in Greyhawk and you're in the Raptor side and the target is a empty nester, two car, so good, not, yeah. not a big deal, not functional obsolescence at all. But when it's a, you know, a wealthy, I'm just, I'm not casting a stone, but wealthy meaning they could afford a house for one, two, is that fair? I mean, above they're average. Wealthy? Well, I mean, they're, they're buying yeah. a million dollar house. I mean, yeah. they're, they're in the upper echelons of, you know, the buyers. Considering it's less than, you know, 2% of the homes sold, we're going to go with the, you know, in the upper 2%. I think you're okay. safe there. Okay, good. Let's go with five times the average sales price in that area. Yeah, okay, good deal. So, and they have kids. They're going to want to be able to have their kids play and why it was the, the play area was on the side. Because mama just wants to see her chitlins outside. That's just that simple, right? So, um, how good follow-up question. So, the, but just so you know, we got garage. Can garages can be functional obsolescence? It's anything that the other houses have. It could be uh, amount of bathrooms. Um, you you gave a short backyard. You put you said that the grass is on the side of the yard. So in that case, she says. How do you discount to compensate for those issues? How do you when, discount the price to compensate for those issues? When, no, see, that's it. That's, that's why we were most innovative people. Because it's not always price. It's not, yeah. How about we put it in a garage? Because the problem about yes. price is that, I'll give you an example. In 85255, east of Pima, north of Happy Valley, uh, so in, in an area that you sell houses? Yeah, uh, in, a, in an area. Okay. Not having a pool makes your house almost impossible to sell. And that's what functional obsolescence to do and why it's not just price. Because what if you have to reduce price $300,000? Is it still price? Or is no, it? Are you still being a good realtor by suggesting price? Yes, no, you're not. Because the reality is, is um, we have installed pools because sometimes it is required to sell the house and therefore it's not priced because if you were rice then you were doing a disservice by not introducing the idea and knowing that it was going to make it that much worse. Um, uh, just so you know, just as a preface, because I presented this in the past and usually they're not happy with you telling them that their house needs these items but this is why you have to get out and see the houses because you can only present that information if you really know okay um we got great another question, question but today, and from a great i mean what a great listener what's his name jeff okay cool uh -huh. let's, let's listen to his question yeah <laughs> but wait a minute don't you want to finish that story about the two-car garage house 
I think we answered her question. She just wanted to know some of the okay, stuff. We, we, I don't them. finish stories. Yeah, we helped them add a garage. Yeah, we, we turned we, it into a three-car we garage. We added a to garage. To the functional obsolescence because they were going to... They wanted the all price. the other houses in the neighborhood right. have three-car garages. It's not always about price yeah. is our point of the story. Sometimes it's about helping advise the consumer so that they can get more money when they sell And it house. was really just... Time price and well, it, was well, it, was time, it wasn't time. price, it was time, dude. That needed oh. to get someone over the two functional obsolete, three two functional because no, we couldn't you're, cure. We, you're wrong. Oh, we had offers higher. It was time that we weren't good enough at convincing the seller that that offer that we had was, was the best one he was going to get. Yeah, and, and so was, he yeah. let the time go, he let our listing expire, he relisted it with somebody else that's got and, the same and sold it below what our offer was. Yeah, amazing. That's awesome. I but love then, that. Yeah. That's the that one that Yeah, I defended him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Jeff and Phil Originals. Stay up to date by following us on soundcloud.com forward slash Jeff and Phil Originals, facebook.com forward slash Jeff and Phil Originals, or you can stay up to date by subscribing to Jeff and Phil Originals newsletter, where we provide expert real estate knowledge and new trends in the market. You can find links to all of our social media platforms in our description.